0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hello there, beauties. Roy. Boy, Tony, that was was pretty weak. Let's try it again. Hello there, beauties. Okay, beast. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Well, you tell
1: us not to speak at the same time because it messes up the, you know... Sound quality, so we're trying to be
0: polite, Roy. Okay, that's okay. it, just for a change. Okay, yeah, for a change. So, <laughs> so, so I, got, I was I'm looking on Twitter because I just tweeted that, uh, Swifty and uh, Linda and Michelle are going to be on, and then I I look at one of Swifty's tweets. Oh. Will do, but I have to finish at the Roy Green show first. Roy yeah, wouldn't have it any other said? way. Roy? What's that? What's that about? Well, my sons have
1: this. Uh, thing they call the annual Swift Chalet Beer Fest <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Korsuch, which we all are now and we're enjoying the most fabulous summer weather I must say he has about t- both my boys have about 20 of their friends up and they play all kinds of silly games there's all kinds of nutty games I tweeted a whole bunch of stuff about it so one of one of the folks that follows me and, and follows us because he follows the Roy Green show all the time he tweeted, have a drink for me. And so I tweeted back, well, but Roy, you know, basically I can't do that until I do Roy's show. Because he, will never, he would never have it any other way. So that was what that was all about. Uh-huh.
0: Well, I would never suggest for a moment that anybody might have had a little nip before the show or during the show on a, on a hot summer day. Hey, speaking of, uh, of events and parties and silly games, The Democrats finished their convention on Thursday. The GOP finished their convention the week before. You have news organizations like I mentioned MSNBC yesterday morning. I was watching Joe Scarborough, and they were making me uh, ill, nauseous, nauseated, because they were treating, as they did earlier, the GOP convention like news events. They're not news events. They're four-day orchestrated infomercials. That's all they are. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. It's not news. No, no, it's, it's propaganda. propaganda. So what do we come away with? Let me ask you each, and I'll start with the uh, with the resident politic. Well, yeah, I guess politician. The 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 former seatmate to the prime minister, the current prime minister of Canada, Michelle Simpson. Michelle, as you watched the two conventions, what did you come away with, and what are you left with after you you know after you use the mouthwash? Well, because you get that bad taste in your mouth at the end of these things, don't you?
2: Yeah. So, right, like, this is going to be an historic election. And, you know, I, I actually tweeted on it. I said, we're either going to end up with the first woman female president or, you know, Dr. Strangelove, on the other hand. And, you know, so people are riveted by this. But I never witnessed two more boring conventions. Yeah. Not just boring, but divided.
1: Both of them were horribly, you know, split in in different ways, perhaps. But but
2: very, uh, not unanimous at all. (laughs) No, both parties are you know, eating themselves a
0: lie. Yep. That's well said. That's so true. They are. They are indeed. You know, during Hillary's uh, Thursday night, we only later saw photographs of people holding up signs reading liar, and then the chants of liar started, and then the, the overwhelming, I guess it was they were instructed to chant Hillary yeah. when the liar chant started. So I, I felt I felt sorry for Bernie Sanders I, for the first time. I feel sorry for a socialist. Well, that's
2: saying a lot, Roy. Yeah, I know.
3: And and here's the question, Roy. I have. There's no turning back now, right? There's nothing. Just this is historic. You are right, Michelle. Yep. The whole world is watching this, and it's like a reality, a bad reality television show. And there's no trust. And you know, rewriting speeches, coming after, trying to get the millennials on their side, both of them. But I got to tell you, I don't trust. Either one. I, I, that's no.
0: just my gut feel. I have to ask Catherine a question. Do you think? Do you think it's possible that everybody's piling onto the same themes, that A, Donald Trump is impossible, and B, Hillary Clinton is a manipulative liar, and in fact each of them has qualities that would in some way qualify them To be president, you think that the downside has become such folklore that everybody's chanting it when they shouldn't be. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm asking for Catherine's opinion on that.
1: Well, I have to say that this is the most unfathomable uh, U.S. election, at least I've ever witnessed in my time, because what you said, Roy, was bang on. I mean, you have the impossible Trump. The 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 known pathological liar Hillary Clinton, uh, and and oh it's it's just it's just unbelievable and, and horrible because this is supposedly the country that defends a lot of the world and we've got these and in fact many people have said there has never been an election where both candidates were hated as much as they are. Exactly. I must say though the moment for me was watching Bill Clinton the serial. Uh, philanderer, um, <laughs> harasser of young women, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. waxing eloquent yeah, yeah, and
3: romantic about Hillary. I, 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 I turn it off. <laughs> I, I turn it off. I couldn't do it. No. And I want to make a comment because Michelle agreed with me, but my daughter watched very carefully. She's a really late Roy. She's right into this. So oh, here's a young girl, really worried about the future of Canada and the effects this election may have on us. But she said when she did the speech and was talking about her hometown, she said there was no emotion. It was like she was reading from a script, and it wasn't from the heart. And if, if my daughter saw that, then how many other people saw that? You oh, agreed, I saw, Michelle.
2: I, I saw it, Linda. Yes. Like, I thought, you know, this is just beyond the pale. Like as far, and nothing, this election, is going to have global, huge global consequences.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In my opinion, neither way it goes. Yeah. You know what? I've met Hillary Clinton,
1: and I was at a conference just a few years ago in San Francisco where she was a keynote speaker. And she was robotic there. How much she get paid? What, what, what did she get paid? Probably.
0: What did she get thing. paid?
1: Um, because every, you know, very teleprompter, you know what I mean? Very, very orchestrated and no, oh,
0: yeah.
1: no ad libbing, whatever. So I think that's kind of her thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you have any idea what she got paid?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, well, I have to tell you.
1: Because the, that's the other thing. She, she and her hubby. They don't walk out the front door without a a multi uh, thousand dollar fee promise. Millions. They're money robbers, you know, right from the get go. Well,
3: and and now you've got this Cash Clinton documentary flying around on the internet. And, you know. I will say our our new world of technology has certainly changed the dynamics. I mean, it's hard for them to script that message and for the people to believe because you can go on the Internet and see anything.
0: That's right. You can say they can say one thing and you can be online three seconds later witnessing that they lied again.
3: There you go. And then
2: you've got Trump out there saying to the Russians, he said it was a joke, but, you know, can you hack in? (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, released all this stuff in WikiLeaks, appeals to the Russians. I didn't really find that funny. No, no nor no. did I. I found it very scary, actually. You yeah. know, well, uh,
1: tr- Trump you- is just such a loose cannon yeah. in so many ways that, like I say, I, I find it, unf- as someone who's been a political junkie for most of my life, I, I just find this whole thing... Kind of. My brain feels fried try, trying to process it.
0: It really does. And you know something? The election campaign is so long. I tweeted this the other day. Oh. But by the time you get to where we are today, everybody's entirely forgotten what the hot issues were when it yeah. started. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
0: Nobody can remember what the issues were that got everybody uh, exorcised or... Are or, or energized at the beginning. Nobody could tell you. You could ask the candidates what was the what was the big issue when you started. I don't know. It's because yep. it takes so interminably long to get to November the eighth, two thousand and sixteen, and I'm sure they're gone. already working on the two thousand and twenty election. How much money
1: they spend? Do mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they spend some serious dough in Canada? Doesn't hold a candle to what they do in the U.S.
3: But I still right. think the bottom line is it's the destruction of the middle class and lack of democracy
0: that's at the heart of all of this. Okay, when we come back, Ms. Leatherdale suggested some, a few items for us to get at this weekend. So now that we've taken care of the American election, <laughs> and uh, we, we've done that, um, I think, reasonably well, when we come back, we'll get to the issues that Linda raised and wanted to talk about on Beauties and the Beast this Saturday. Stay with us. For more Roy
1: Green Visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights And even a nice picture of Roy
2: Back to the Roy Green Show On the Chorus Radio Network
0: Back with Linda Labadale Michelle Simpson Catherine Swift The beauties I am Libby Stan. The aforementioned Linda Latherdale sent, uh, we always exchange emails during the week about what's going on and what we might be talking about and what interests us, and so Linda sends, uh, hey Roy, I want to suggest we talk about real estate. BC has slapped a 15% tax on foreign buyers of BC real estate, and now analysts are calling for a 50% price correction. While Winds Ontario has yet to follow, analysts are also predicting a 40% drop in overheated Toronto. If this happens, and if interest rates rise, over to you, Linda. So worrisome. And I mean,
3: I've got to admit something that, you know, when you see that in Vancouver, it takes 109% of a family's medium income just to buy a home, you know, it's out of sight. We also know that it has been foreign investors that have really, really fueled that market. And I was thinking a couple of weeks ago, yeah. What a tax on foreign investors, and then I thought, give your head a shake. The last thing we need are higher taxes on our homes. But BC has done this. It's a property tax transfer fee of 15%. It's effective this coming Tuesday, and the City of Vancouver also has the power now to tax owners of vacant property, all to try to cool the market. But now you've got the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions out of Ottawa. Warning banks that they're going to have to do a stress test because let's just say if, I mean, good old Toronto, we already have two uh, land transfer taxes, but now if we add, let's say, a layer of a tax for foreign investors, this could be what triggers the meltdown. Certainly with B.C., it's going to force more foreign investors into the Toronto market. But I've got to tell you, if we do suffer a U.S.-style housing meltdown, it's estimated it could cost our banks $17 billion. And if interest rates, now the U.S. just held the line on interest rates. We are have a Bank of Canada rate still at 0.5%. But... If for some reason those rates go up, we know people are just barely able to make their mortgage payments, and here in Ontario they can't even afford the electricity. So it's a recipe for disaster, uh, Roy.
0: You know, I got you. Got to stop using the word meltdown, okay? No. <laughs> my my wallet started. My wallet was edging for the garbage can while you were saying that. Just,
3: well, you know what, Roy? Saying, but It's good for you. Yeah. If the prices do fall forty percent, you're sitting there. You'll be snapping up cheap real estate.
0: I'm Donald That's Trump. It. <laughs> Are you there, Catherine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michelle? There was yeah, the opening, I, I guess,
1: right? you know, when, when I look at I'll be snapping
0: up I'm not cheap shocked, real I suppose,
1: but I thought, oh, government intervening in the housing market, what could possibly go wrong? Well, of <laughs> course, the answer is everything. Yep. Uh, despite the fact, there's no doubt that we have challenges in Vancouver and Toronto. It really is more or less limited to those two, and, uh, you know, not insignificant, but two big cities. And BC imposing this tax, and of course, Linda, as you mentioned, it just it comes into effect this Monday, and of course, everybody's going berserk in BC now, trying to get the deals that they had already, um, you know, they'd already made offers, and, but the paperwork wasn't final, and so on. So it's got that all screwed up with with respect to people trying to get these deals through before the law comes into effect. But let's not forget, a lot of average Canadians have a ton of their wealth, of their prosperity, wrapped up in their principal residence. And this has the potential to crash a market. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the situation they had in the U.S. We do not have that subprime thing. Thank goodness we we dodged that bullet in Canada. But, you know, if we see markets, and of course, I wouldn't be shocked if Ontario did. Ontario has mismanaged things so badly. They're so desperate for money, any tax looks good to them, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. But this
1: could depress real estate values. And your average Joe, who it, so much of their prosperity is wrapped up in their house, that could be devastating for your average person. So this is not a trivial thing here at
0: all. All right. Now, Michelle, you're uh, you're very conversant with the financial world. Please add your thoughts. And when when Catherine says, crash the markets, um you know, my, my head's did one of those Linda Blair things in The Exorcist.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's really going to, I don't know, crash, but there is going to be a major, major correction that will have an adverse effect. And the minute, you know, as soon as government, I agree, gets involved in trying to control anything, you know it's going to get screwed up exactly and sure. that's my major concern because it isn't a bi- government isn't a business you know people have to get over that yet you, we want to stay within our means that's true but seriously they get involved and this will be another tax crap like this 15% that uh, you know BC's um imposed in Vancouver like where's that money going?
3: going
2: yeah. well, okay what you think going into, into the, the
1: black
0: into right? the no i like i like what quebec does and just 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 visually I mean, just i don't like what they do but when, it's kind of funny you know I, when you buy a house like when, when we moved to quebec and permanently moved to quebec even though we already owned the house and the property we were saddled with what they call a welcome tax. <laughs> a what?
1: That's, Talk about what it, that's, that's what they call
0: it. That's what they call it. The a <laughs> they call it the welcome tax. They call it the bienvenue tax.
3: Oh, my goodness. I, tax me, I am Canadian. I, I always didn't
0: say, Linda. To Linda, to get our money. Linda, I didn't use those words. Oh, my goodness.
3: No, you probably were a little
0: dicier. There were. <laughs> yeah, and in both official languages.
1: <laughs> good on you. Yeah, but let's let's face it. Governments are desperate for taxation, yeah. period, because yeah. they've mismanaged our money so very badly for so long. Yeah. And this is an excuse, and I think nothing good will come of it. Sorry, no. I just think that.
0: So are we on the verge, potentially, of something that is alarming and terribly serious, and most people are just turning a blind eye to it
3: i believe it is i believe it could be very serious roy and as i mentioned i mean we have record record household debt in this country right a lot of its mortgages but this is scary i think
0: well what is it a trillion and a half we have 30 seconds here left on the segment but we owe what a trillion and a half in personal debt one point where are we now 1.8 trillion yeah 1.8 roy when you and i started sounding the alarm
3: bells it was 1.2 it goes higher and higher and let's not forget,
1: if interest rates tick up even a tiny bit,
0: yeah, not oh.
1: only will governments be all right, I've had into the tank in a big way. I've had enough. So had- Individual. <laughs>
0: I've, I've heard enough. I've had enough. We're all Are going to Catherine's. No, hold on, hold, on, hold on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, please, please. I've heard enough. I've had enough. We're all going to Catherine's and start drinking. I- Wait, come on down. See you, beauties. Talk next week. Okay.
2: Okay,
3: Roy.
0: There they are, the beauties. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. We're all going to Catherine's place and drown our sorrows. It's the recovery that's the problem. We'll come right back.